0: Thanks for listening to the Grace Life Podcast, where we want to know God, love people, and reach our world. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to gracelife.church. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the gracelife.church app. It's free and available wherever you download apps. Hey, Hey. good morning. How are y'all doing? doing? Welcome to Grace Life. (laughs) If this is your first time here. we're sure glad you made it. Uh, we are starting a series on marriage today, and it's three weeks. Uh, at the end of that series, we're going to, by popular demand, bring back intimacy on Sunday night. It starts at 5:30. Question and answer, Q and A. So uh, get here early, or you might not have a seat, but anyway, that's another story. We'll find we've got plenty of parking just don't have lines. You know, it's kind of like driving in China or something. Never mind. Never mind. Um, So we are getting ready to start. If you uh, are not married, if you are in between marriage, if you're divorced, if if you're a teenager, all of this applies to you. Listen to me. God speaks to us in all kinds of ways, right? He speaks to us in the weather. He speaks to us in Scenery, he speaks to us in movies sometimes, he speaks to us in all kinds of ways, right? So, when he's speaking to us about marriage, it applies to everybody. It applies to everybody. The Holy Spirit uses words spoken to apply to all of us. Do you believe that? You guys, you just have to listen and ask God, How does this apply to my life? Can you do that for me? You can do that, yeah. All right. Did I forget anything? I don't know. 63 years old, yeah. Oh, by the way, for you new folks, the guy that usually stands up here and does this has got dark hair, slightly shorter than me. He wouldn't appreciate that, but, and he's smarter than I am, sharper, anyway. So, you guys ready? I'm gonna introduce you to our speakers for the morning. Uh, Banky and Ade Olatosi came to Grace Life in 2016. They came from, sh- from Raleigh. Uh, they are very, very, have very, very full lives. They both work jobs. They have two children. They're on the serve teams. They're leading life groups. They're very, they've got a very full life. And yet they've found a way to get ready for you guys and share their story with you. So, uh, Lane and I, my wife and I met them in a life group, Grow marriage. Love and respect in 2016, I think, maybe 2017, but we got to know them. They are wonderful people. You're going to enjoy this. So you guys ready? ready? You ready to listen? Listen to the Holy Spirit. OK, here we go. Banking today. Yeah. Olatosi. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you
1: Good morning. Uh, uh, like Pastor Ken said, I'm Banky, and this is my beautiful wife, (laughs) Aday. We've been married for 13 years, Um, so we're very grateful to Pastor Jimmy and the church for inviting us to share our story through um, God's eyes to everyone. Um, uh, Our family, we have two children. Uh, We have an eight-year-old son and... A twelve-year-old daughter. She just turned twelve yesterday, so happy birthday wherever she is. Um, and we just do life together, uh, just like that.
2: Hi, good morning, everybody. My name is Ade. As Banky said, um, so how did Banky and I meet? Um, I was planning on going to grad school, and I was talking to Banky's sister, who happens to be a family friend of ours. And she said, oh, why don't you talk to my brother? He's already in grad school. He could help you out and give you directions. Ended up talking to Banky. And rather than go to grad school, ended up getting married. <laughs> Not only getting married, having a daughter. <laughs> then I remembered I had to go to grad school. So. <laughs> but ever since then, we thank God we've been navigating our marriage together. Prior to us moving to South Carolina, which I tell people Branky brought me here kicking and screaming, but I've made peace with it. (laughs) Um, We were just doing life together, doing marriage to the best of our ability and how we knew how to. We're both from Christian homes and we were trying our best to do our marriage. But when we came here to Grace Life, we attended a marriage seminar just shortly after we started and that marriage seminar changed the dynamics for our marriage. It was all about being a team with your spouse, and we started applying those concepts, and we've also attended the marriage um, love and respect life group. So
1: so we always try to set this out. We're still a work in progress. We're not done yet. Amen. We're still working towards it. Uh, marriage is working as a team. Um, so we, before we begin, we'll like to start with a word of prayer and just invite the Holy Spirit to lead everything we'll say, okay? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. You are very jealous about the institution of marriage, and we know uh, that you care about everyone so much. We just ask that your word come true from us today. We empty ourselves and we say, Holy Spirit, you speak, O Lord, and let your word go and be a blessing to everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're gonna start with some ground rules. We've been on the other side before, so we know how this works. So we thought that we should set some rules for engagement, if that's okay with everyone, okay? So first rule, do not nudge your spouse. No matter how, (laughs) no matter how much it sounds or looks like your spouse, do not nudge them, do not do it, don't be tempted. Okay, yes. Uh, Second rule, right? No interpretations of what the message is to your spouse. Let everyone interpret on their own. Then you can go home and discuss what you got from it. Again, we're sharing from experience. Uh, sometimes you hear the other spouse saying, "Can you hear? Do you understand? You under-? No, no, just, just, don't, don't do that. And, and third rule: um, understand. Every couple is different. This is from our life experiences, but the concepts, the points we're trying to share it's applicable to everyone. Uh, And even whether you're married or you're not married, uh, you see themes that run through it that you can use for life in general, okay? So now we have the ground rules set, we can go ahead and actually set the stage. Uh, And the way we set the stage is to provide a context for what we're trying to talk about today. Now, typically, the way we define a team is at least two people or more in the team. But the way God defines a team for marriage is actually a team of one. That's why the Bible says you will both come together, you become what? One. Not two. You become one. But that's important and that's central, right? Uh, Because if you're a team of one, that means without your better half, you're incomplete, right? If you're a team of one and you're doing something against the other person in the team, you're actually doing something against yourself. So um, just using that uh, as a central theme as we have the discussion today.
2: Um, The other concept we'll be talking about is blue lenses and pink lenses, which we also got from the live group on love and respect. When Banke and I talk back and forth on blue lenses, blue lenses means from the male perspective, how he sees it. And when when I say pink lenses, that's the way I see. So we're gonna be sharing a lot on how we both view situations in our marriage.
1: And, and the lenses can be applicable to other pieces of life. That doesn't just mean lenses. Okay. All right, so let's start with the first point. Let's talk about treasure. Everybody likes treasures. I like treasure. You wanna find treasure, you wanna find a good treasure? Well, let's see what the Bible says about finding treasure. So we'll go to Proverbs 18:22, 22. Uh, and if you don't have your Bibles here, you can follow on the screen. It'll be right there on the screen. And it reads, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. Okay, man who finds a wife finds a treasure. Um, and so based off of that, we just wanted to share what we've done with that verse in our marriage as regarding treasures. And we look at it from the three Ps for what you do with your treasure. The first thing is you polish your treasure. Now, why do you want to polish your treasure? You want to make it shine brighter. Uh, more luster, more attractive, more uh, beautiful, right? So I do the same thing with a day. My role is to help her grow, sometimes to push her to grow, um, but in all things, I want her to shine. I'm not afraid of her shining more than I am. So I started out by saying, I married a beautiful woman. The other piece is that I married brain, so I married up. Sorry. <laughs> so I got beauty and brains, the, the total package, right? So I celebrate her as I help her grow and get more polished. I celebrate her both at home and in public.
2: Um, An example of Banky helping me to grow, um, I was tired of, my background is in engineering, and I needed to move into the business world. And I went to Banky, I was like, okay, I want to get an MBA. What do you think? I'm thinking of this concentration. And he said, oh, why do you want to do that? why don't you look into doing this? He helped me and he pushed me into that space. Even though he was already there, he wasn't afraid of me coming into that same space he was and taking over that space. I ended up doing that concentration, which I really love and I work on right now. And um, I'm very grateful. And Banky would tell you I'm not bragging, but I'm better than him now.
1: Yeah, and and she's not bragging, but I hear about it every day. (laughs)
2: Because so he tells me to help him with his own job. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> The second P for your treasure, what you do with your treasure, it's, it's so important that you protect your treasure. You don't want anything to trample on your treasure, right? Um, so my role and my responsibility in our marriage is to protect her from family, to protect her from my friends, our friends, but also to protect her from herself. So if... If you know my wife, the kind of person that they is, she's, um, she would do anything to help you. Uh, I kind of joke that in the summer, uh, Hotel Alatosi opens because I come home and someone's visiting and someone's here and sometimes I don't even know where I'm gonna sleep. That's just, she just has everybody come in and she give things away, so I, I have to tamper that. But it's important to protect her because of that nature uh, she takes on more things than she should. She just can't say no, she just wants to be helpful. And I know she's already stressed, we've got a lot going on, and sometimes I have to be there to say no. You're just, you just can't add this on. So you protect your treasure as the second
2: piece. Thank you, Banky. <laughs>
1: The third thing, importantly, especially from a blue lens or a man's perspective, is to preserve, right? So we've polished the treasure, we're protecting the treasure, we wanna keep the treasure, right? We don't want anything to happen to the treasure. Uh, And and this is important. And again, remember we said the ground rule, no nudging, but your wife is not your housemaid, okay? Uh, Because if you make her a housemaid and she does own all of the chores, Don't complain as you grow older about how she looks and how she acts towards you. That really is kind of your fault if you've made her do all of the house chores, right?
2: Um, The way he works in our marriage, when we got married, the first thing I told him was, we need to split the chores. What do you like to do and what don't you like to do? I picked up the things he didn't like to do and we had to have an agreement on things we're both in the middle about. I don't like to do laundry, so um, he does the laundry. So you need to make sure men, women, you need to help each other, it's teamwork. Don't let the work fall on one person each.
1: Yeah, and when she says she doesn't like to do laundry, she really doesn't like to do laundry. (laughs) Uh, But the way we balance that out is I do the laundry and she does the folding of the clothes. Now, one thing, and, and this is gonna happen, is if you take that whole package together, uh, we both don't like to iron, right? So that we did not resolve. We came to an understanding, well, you just gotta iron your own clothes. Don't ever ask me to iron yours, I won't iron mine. And that's how we got over that.
2: And I don't buy clothes that need ironing anyways. I didn't iron anything this morning, so he had to.
1: But coming back to your treasure, right? So um, again, looking at your treasure and seeing how much, the other part of that verse uh, to focus on is uh, you find a treasure and those who find that treasure obtain favor from God. So it's our responsibility putting on my my blue lenses now as men, I look at it from the viewpoint of an investment, she's my investment, Uh, to get the best return from God in this investment that I have, it depends on how I treat her, how I invest in her, how I build up in her. Um, because literally when you're doing that, you're building your treasure um, and you receive favor from God. But this is the thing, beautiful thing about that. Remember our definition of a team is one. So the favor I receive is also favor for her and favor for the whole house. So it kind of work hand in hand about this investment um, and making it better. So practically, how do you, we do a, uh, an investment in her? Well, it's about sometimes going above and beyond. So I'll, I'll kind of give you an analogy here, a- and this comes from our live group, so I don't claim credit for it uh, all the way. So the normal things we just talked about, everyone, hopefully everyone, you know, you've got chores that you do in the house as part of the team that you're on. Well, that's the minimum, and we'll call that the first shift, right? Well, going above and beyond is then taking it to the next gear. So you're going to go into the second shift. What does that mean? Let's assume for your first shift, all you have to do is take the children to carpool, drop them off, and pick them up from school. And everything else, your wife takes care of. Once in a while, you give her a week off. And it's going to be painful, and it might have you having to rearrange your meetings at work and everything, but it's a treat. It's an investment, right? That's what we're considering it to be. So I do that. That means taking it to the second shift where you're going above and beyond and making a contribution. Now notice it's a second shift. You cannot always be in the second shift. You go back to the first shift, but intermittently you try to do things on the second shift.
2: Women, accept and appreciate the effort. Remember it's his initiative. It's not yours. So do not go in there saying, oh, this is how I do it. All you need to say is thank you and move on. Don't ever bring it up or demand it. Let it be natural. Because it becomes a chore after a while when you keep saying this was what you did last week. And don't put unnecessary pressure on your spouse. Just let it be. All right.
1: All right. We're going to go to the next one. All right. So this is um, the offense-free zone. Uh, And for us, we've been very intentional in creating a safety Release point um, as an offense-free zone. So I'm going to read um, from Proverbs 19:11 to kind of give you the context um, th- of what's going on here. Proverbs 19:11 says, "Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense." Right? James 1:19 to 20. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So for us, in our home, um, oh yes, by the way, we still do fight, so don't get an idea. that You you live together, you're going to have that. But we use this as an outlet, an opportunity to call time out. So I can declare we're going into the offense-free zone which means anything I say cannot be used against me <laughs> in the future or right then. Of course, even saying that, I'm also going to be kind and loving in what I say. But by setting that up, it gives a free space for us to communicate or get above the feelings or the tensions that are around. And we try to keep this in our, in front of us. We, you know, And I advise that you can come up with your own terms. Uh, put it in front of you, put it in front of your room, uh, put it on your social media, put it somewhere where you understand what that means so that when it's used for timeout purposes, it works exactly how you designed it, right? So during a fight, announce it, call it out, and use it, okay. But blue lens, let's put the blue lens on. As a man, I am sometimes, and I do still fail, Sometimes under a lot of pressure to really tell my wife what I want to tell her. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I want to inform her, not in a loving and kind way, but this is what I'm going to tell men. Don't do it. <laughs> Just, it's no point. You're going to create more problems after, after the fact, especially when you're upset. Hold your tongue. Don't let it out unless it's kind and loving. Uh, it's okay. Um, you're in total control of what you're about to say, so do not let it out.
2: Um, Women, we tend to remember the hurtful things that are said, and we also try to use those words against them. But rather, take time out when everyone is calmer to discuss about it, to pray about it. Bank and I are gonna talk more about praying later. And ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. Remember you're a team, and when one team is down, it means the whole team is out. Our kids both do competitive sports. Our son plays soccer, thank God for that. It's a lot of work. And our daughter does swimming. When our daughter is about to swim and she's going for a meet, we're constantly reminding her, have fun, do your best. It's all about her and how she swims. For those that know our son, he doubles as the coach, he doubles as the referee. He's every, and he's he's so little, he's eight years old, but he bosses everyone around on his soccer team. So, we're constantly reminding him it's not about you. You're playing a team sport. Do not get your team in trouble. He's had to be benched a couple of times. He's the best player, but once he gets benched, we're happy because it's about teamwork, not about one person.
1: Yeah. And so, talking sports, you know, we have to get there, right? So, for today, what's going on? We got the Super Bowl. Yay, hoo! Awesome, yeah, okay. Um, Let's talk about that first. Uh, So if you go back to your team, and let's use the analogy of a football game, right? you could have the best quarterback in the world, and your quarterback and the offensive line is leading the team down to go score. But if there's someone on that team that keeps getting a penalty, doesn't matter how far you throw the ball, you're going to be stopped, sometimes the penalties is actually gonna move you back. Same thing with your team. If you're playing independent of your spouse, you're gonna create penalties for your team and your team is not gonna do as well as they should. So again, going back to the the teamwork concept and why that is um, important. Now for full disclosure, right? Sadly, our team did not make it to the Super Bowl this weekend. Now, if you wanna ask who my team is, it's, uh, is that most hated team in the US? Right. Patriots. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just, just saying, now, don't hold that against us. Um, but coming back to this, no matter how tempting it is, as, as you make the mistakes, do not bring up the past errors or the past mistakes you make. It just makes people upset, and from the man's perspective, I think it's, it's been covered, it's been done. I don't wanna go back to it. When you bring that up, it trolls everything off.
2: Women, no matter how tempting it is, and it's not just, it's everyone, single, everyone, focus on the current issue and see how you can move forward. Do not dwell on the past. Ephesians 4.2, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. This is a very tough Bible verse, and we always have to remind each other We have to make allowance for each other's faults because of what you love and because you're a team. We joke all the time. If Banky says, a day, I'm mad at you. I'm like, oh, what did I do? I'm sorry. That's me. I'm quick to say I'm sorry. Sweetie, I'm upset at you. Oh, really? When did you get upset at me? What did I do? It takes him a whole week to process it.
1: It's a blue lens thing.
2: (laughs) He's constantly, but I give him the space to process it. But during this period, we still have to pray together as a family. I give you an example. Our wedding anniversary, January, amazing. It was great. Um, The kids prayed for us. We had a great time. Sunday, we had been discussing some issues and banking you how sensitive I was about that issue and we're in the same house and he sends me an email.
1: <laughs> to be fair I was in the study I was working <laughs> and I didn't want to forget.
2: His excuse was I needed to send this an, this email so you don't forget my lens my pink lens was really you could have come to me in the room to talk to me about this face-to-face which which is also something we learned in the marriage life group, that you look at your spouse in their eyes and talk to them about it. Unfortunately, that didn't go too well. We had planned to pray and fast the following day. It wasn't Grace Life fast. We pray and fast as a couple. The next morning I woke up, I said, hey, sweetie, are you fasting today? He said, no, I'm still upset. (laughs) I said, okay, I'll continue with my fasting. But I could tell things were not okay because I wasn't fasting with my teammate. It was, um, when things were calmer, ladies, I was on the right here, and Banky would tell you, that's but what she, I had to swallow my pride.
1: That's what she said.
2: Because I knew the <laughs> <laughs> I knew the importance of teamwork. I said, sweetie, if there's any way I've offended you, I'm sorry. And I was also traveling and I didn't want a situation whereby I had to travel and be gone and come back to the situation. We talked about it, prayed about it, and hugged each other. I had to make the first move, even though I was right. It's called an offense-free zone.
1: Note the emphasis on she was right. (laughs) She's, She's always right. All right. So, third thing. You know how society says, don't sweat the little things? Do not use this in a marriage. Not a good idea. Do sweat the little things. Otherwise, the little things are going to become irritants that will build up and eventually become a big fire. Mm -hmm. So sweat it. Um, Sweat the little things, please. I'll give you an example. So going back to how we split out our chores, since she's the engineer, we agreed that she would take care of everything that had to do with the kids' math. So she does everything related to math. And then I did everything related to English, which means I did ELA, and we agreed to it. Well, along the line, I started hearing things like, have you helped them with their social studies homework? <laughs> and I'm like, what, when did, we, when did we, we, we did the math and the English, and I'm doing my English, and you're doing your math. How did I get stuck with social studies? Oh, by the way, you're also in charge of science. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now that is kind of lopsided. So even though as little as it was, we had to have a conversation because every time I kept getting told, have you done the science project homework? And it, it really got under my skin because I felt it's not fair that you only do math. I'm doing everything else on there. You know, so we, we, we had a conversation about that. Like, yeah, uh, uh, we'll give another example. Uh, so, When we go out to dates or dinners, uh, one of the things that really gets under my skin is you using your cell phone. Uh, So I'll give you a a background to it. Uh, My wife, I I don't really care about the cell phone. I don't care as much as social media. Uh, She actually says I use my cell phone as a landline more than as a cell phone, but I just don't care. But as a man, again, from the blue lens, I put in the time and effort to find a restaurant, to spend time with you, I don't want you looking at that phone. I really do not. It just, you know. And so we had to have a conversation about that.
2: Full disclosure, I don't have any social media account. I only read ESPN when we go out for dinner dates. So, so um, Banky loves sports and is very passionate about soccer. Every Saturday morning, Banky gets up as early as 6 a.m., I, I said Saturday morning, 6am, and he watches British soccer till 4pm. Anything you tell Banky 6 to 4, he's partially deaf. <laughs> <laughs> so initially I used to be like, why? This is," But I found out that that was his me time and that was when he got to bond with our son because both of them are passionate about soccer. So all you need to do is the little things. Just talk about it. Don't let it get into something crazy you can um, you can control. Right.
1: So we're going to go to our fourth point, and we think the most important point. Make God the center of your threefold cord in your marriage. So again, in your team, you're one, but God in the center with you makes you a threefold cord. So God uh, becomes your center. Ecclesiastes 4.12, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken, right? So we've made it a rule very early in our marriage to pray together, and and we've basically taught our children that. And that really helps uh, both morning and night, uh, because when we have a misunderstanding, we know we have to pray and so that forces us to kind of do a self-check and reconcile. And if it doesn't, um, clockwork, before they go to bed, our kids will walk into our room and scream prayer time. And it's, 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 it's funny when, the way it happens, because we all hold hands and pray, and sometimes we put the kids in between each other, because I, I just don't want to hold our hand right now. So one kid is here. But it doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, we still have to bring God back, And that forces us to look at things that we're trying to avoid discussing and have those important conversations. The second thing is um, you're all priests. You're a priest. You're called to be a priest, all right? So our calling in in our marriage is to pray for our spouse. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you're not like that, for you're a chosen people, you're royal priests, a holy nation, god's very own possession as a result you can show others and of course that means you start with your spouse the goodness of god for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light so we're priests which means in our marriage we should be priests first each other
2: um i pray for banky all the time and i tell people when you're praying for your spouse do not ask god to change or make change this change that That is not how my prayer for Banky goes. Every time I pray for Banky, I pray for God to make him the man he has called him to be. I pray for God to make him a man after his own heart because I know that if God makes him the man he wants him to be, he will be the spouse for me. I also pray for myself that God will make me the woman he has called me to be for Banky. So it's all about God being in the center of our marriage.
1: And, And from a blue lens, man... Pray for your spouse, pray for her when she knows you're praying for her, and pray for her when she doesn't know you're praying for her. Take it to God. It's, it's your responsibility. Uh, so, so we do that, right? We're going to bring this all together, right? So how, how did we get to be able to do this, or how did this happen to our marriage? Well, it came first from finding the right community, uh, we went to the live group on love and respect. We, we told you we've gone to conferences. We have, are currently in a live group that basically men can come together and just share their minds. Uh, wives can come together and they can share their minds. It's a safe place. It's a wonderful place. And it has made it successful for us. Because as a man, you need someone to be accountable to, someone you can bounce off things, someone godly that you can say, look, am I just not thinking this through well? Or... Am I being overreactive? And and it's very helpful to find that someone who's done it uh, at least understands your viewpoint from your blue lenses.
2: Women or everyone in life, it's always good to have a mentor. Surround yourself with godly friends. I don't want to go. I tell people if you talk to someone and they tell you, "Oh, that's how men behave," then that is not the person. You need to go talk to someone with you and encourage you and keep building your marriage you've heard us we spoke about joining Grace Life and um, coming to the marriage conferences you've also heard us talk about our life group. we're constantly building our marriage your marriage doesn't have to be in shambles for you to build it Banky and I both have professional careers and we're constantly going on trainings the last training I went for at my job it cost my job $2,000 to put me on that training you are here getting everything for free. Make the best use of it. Surround yourselves with people who will build your marriage. Yeah, so
1: you can look at your marriage as a continuous quality improvement thing. Quality keeps getting better and better and better, and, and, and that's really what you want to do. And using some of the events that has happened this week, just think about that in context, right? If you're sitting here today, and today was the last day you had, would you be able to look back and say, I did everything I wanted to do with my spouse. I enjoyed my marriage. If not, there's good news. You have tomorrow to start doing it or today to start doing it. So don't leave it to later, start now. It's never too late to kind of make a difference in your marriage and, and make it much better. So to recap, uh, we'll talk about some of the things we shared today. First, you all have treasures. we we'll talk about the three Ps related to treasure. Second, practically, you have to have a way to call timeout and talk about the offense free zone and be intentional about it. Third, talk about you actually sweating the little things. You have to, otherwise, it's going to grow and become a big thing. But most important of all, it's all about God being in the center and using God to make your marriage a lot stronger. Next week, Pastor Kent and Blaine will come and they will present. Uh, the following week, Pastor Jimmy and and then, then, just like was mentioned, we'll have the intimacy night where you can come and ask any questions you want. Keep that in the back of your mind, come back, and let's all just make sure that we can make our marriage get better and grow. If you don't mind, we'd like to pray with you and for your marriage and our marriage too. So join us in prayer. Jesus, we thank you because uh, this is the institution that you treasure the most, you demonstrated it with your son Jesus Christ as the bridegroom and the church the bride. And you want marriages to be strong, to be wonderful, to be fun, and we just ask, oh Lord, that you heal marriages, you provide wisdom uh, to couples, to spouses, uh, that old things be forgotten and new slates be started, oh Lord. Uh, we make every marriage here. Uh, continually growing and continually improving uh, built on the word of God. Uh, We ask that you make it practical in every couple's lives that we're able to take some of the things we've heard or most of the things we've heard and apply it in the ways that it needs to be applied. Uh, We cover every marriage in the blood of Jesus and we ask the Lord that only your will for those marriages, our marriages and everyone's marriages will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, baking today. Awesome. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. The Lord speaks to us. Like I said at the beginning, He's speaking to all of us. It's not just for married people. When when they quoted that first Peter verse, you're a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A people that belong to God. Do you feel that way? You belong to God that you might declare His praises. (laughs) That's a good word. I could walk away with that one. I'd do it. Amen? Let's pray together and ask the Holy Spirit to to appropriate His word to us today for what we heard. Okay? Pray with me. Father, for everyone in this room, all across this property, Lord, even the children that didn't hear that, Lord, and in G kids, we ask that your word would come clear and true into their heart, that we would hear your word. And God, that we would receive the grace that comes with it to do it, to be doers of your word. Lord, I'm do that miracle in us today, God. I thank you for that. And Lord, I want to just pray right now and give you you guys in here that haven't made a decision to follow Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity. If you would, if you want to, if you want to turn your life around and, and offer your life up to God. Pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, that you gave up your very life, that you went to the cross and you died for me. And now Lord, I wanna live for you because of what you did. I wanna live for you. And and Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come in and fill me And give me everything I need in my life to follow you so that I can make a difference in the world around me. And you will use me in incredible ways, Lord. That's my prayer, God. I ask you to come. I surrender my life to you right now. Thank you. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. If you've made the decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. It's the best decision you'll ever make. If you've been impacted in any way, we'd love to hear about it. Head over to gracelife.church slash resources, where you can share your story and find other tools for following Jesus. We hope you go out and make Jesus famous in your world.